Welcome to Kirti Kundalini Podcast, where we discuss spiritual insights, tips, and tools for exalted living. Now, let me just preface by saying that I am not a doctor, nor am I qualified really in any way to be giving you advice, medical or otherwise, but I'm here to share a candid discussion about my own journey through trauma recovery and emotional energetic healing. On this podcast, I'll be sharing with you an ideological perspective guided by my own interpreted inspirations. What is she talking about? Tune in, you'll find out. These inspirations have and continue to give me relief from suffering and the tools to live a life I love. My name is Leah Gibson. Welcome. Hey guys, welcome back to Kirti Kundalini Podcast. This is part two of episode one. Thank you so much for meeting me here. So in being part two to episode one, which was an explanation of the channel teachings on delivering ourselves to the relief of authentic self-expression. So in particular, the discussion of the experience of loneliness and an examination of the energetics behind that deeper sensory experience and how to deliver ourselves to the relief of a wholehearted state of being. So in being part two, I'm going to briefly recap the channeled insight teaching in the previous section. I talked about a lot of stuff, so I'm going to recap quickly and then transition to guiding you through two particular tools that are the offerings for you to take away and experience for yourself that are in support of the channeled insight. So a recap on the previous segment, the channeled insight is an offering for deeper understanding of the energetics behind the experience of loneliness. Now, this was my initial query, and I explained how this opened the topic up to a much more expansive idea. Now, to preface a major theme that I introduced in the initial introduction to this podcast, is the important idea that is upon all of us in honoring the concept of soul sovereignty. Soul sovereignty being true independence, the idea of accepting responsibility for all of our affairs, the idea of initiating ourselves to consciously create the life of our desires that is in service of the highest good. Soul sovereignty as an idea invites us to examine all of our experiences and every piece of information that might be presented to us. And it invites us to examine the concept, the idea, the experience with curiosity and for us to determine what is useful, what is helpful, what is expansive to our experience and what is not. This is a major theme that this podcast is devoted to in every episode I intend to be in support of this grander theme. And as I offered that to you as an idea in the first segment of this podcast episode and segued to an invitation for you to become curious about your sensory experience. Experiences. The first of which being the idea of loneliness. I shared with you that I was experiencing this state of depressed energy. And as I offered that idea in query to my higher guides, 
I was exercising a curiosity about the energetics behind this concept. So in recap to the idea, in the first segment of this episode, we discussed the importance of remaining curious about our deeper sensory experiences and to really begin to understand them as soul speak, which is a concept that the guides offered to me, a form of communication of dialogue from our higher energetic self. The invitation is to remember that we are not our emotional experience, that we are much more vast, much more expansive than the physical form, than our immediate experience of our surroundings. And so the idea of a pervasive state of being such as loneliness or the depressive state around that experience is not so much a state of being that we must accept it is an opportunity for us to become curious about what our higher energetic self is dialoguing to us. The guides explained through the concept of loneliness the importance of understanding our soul and our soul's agenda in being here in the physical form. I explained that our soul has one agenda in incarnating and that is to authentically self-express. I talked about how our soul's fabric of being is life force energy. Life force energy is the fabric of all things in the universe. It is the unseen substance that is at all times seeking expansion and movement. As our soul is comprised of this fabric of life force energy, our soul is at all times seeking expansion in the form of authentic self-expression. The guides have showed it to me as I discussed as being a constant current of the continuous self. This current is seeking to move through us, expand and express in particular ways that are individualized to us. The guides further explained to me that a particular experience of relief from loneliness and a depressive state of being is connection. The connection being the landing of our constant current of continuous self in connecting with other life force energy. This connective act is the immediate relief which delivers us to a wholehearted experience of ourselves and our life. The particular invitation is in becoming curious about all of the ways in which we might have learned tendencies of restriction against this authentic self-expression. I discussed very briefly in the first segment that our ego is the narrative mind which interprets our environmental experiences from a very young age and plays a narration to comment on our present and future experiences. And these narrations can affect our patterns and habits in ways that manifest in blockages of our expansive self-expression. So the light invitation, though this episode is not solely devoted to ego discussions, the invitation is to, again, exercise curiosity in the ways in which our ego narration might be playing into effect in limiting our authentic expansive self-expression of the constant current of the continuous self. In full circle connection to the idea of soul sovereignty, this concept is connected to the idea that we must give ourselves permission to authentically self-express because only we can do this. This is what I mean by taking responsibility for all of our energetic affairs. 
initiating ourselves fully to live in this expansive, expressive manner. And so in conclusion to this channeled insight, the teaching is on the idea that the experience of loneliness and a depressive state of being is a sign, is conversation, is dialogue, is soul speak from our higher energetic self that we are not authentically self-expressing in expansive manner. Can we become curious about the ways in which we might be restricting our expansive self-expression and how we might be able to release against it? I shared with you a personal story about experiencing a major changing in my personal life and how I found after a great deal of change in my world, I was countered with this experience of pervasive loneliness. And my personal examinations and reflections revealed that my focus and attention were still mired in the past. When we are mired in the past, we are not going to be fully accessible to ourselves to create consciously anew in the now. This was one particular manner in which I was inhibiting my authentic self-expression. And so, in counteracting an experience of loneliness or the depressive state close to it, the invitation is to become curious about the deeper sensory experience, to recognize the opportunity of dialoguing through soul speak with our higher energetic self and delivering ourselves to the experience of relief through authentic self-expression in ways that join and connect with the life force energy of our community in whatever way that looks like or means to you. And that is the recap on the first segment of this episode. And so in honor of the insight today, I really would love to share with you. It's essentially, I'm just going to call it a guided, it's a guided meditation. It's not really a guided meditation. It's an activity. We're going to enter the Akashic Records. Oh boy, really jumping in with you here today. But so this was something that I engaged in this week and holy man, did it restore me really quickly, really quickly. So down the Akashic Records is a way of working with the energy of who you are in a really direct way. It is said that the Akashic Akashic records are like the universal library, which hold files on every single soul. You can even use it on locations, on animals. Let's just keep it to humans for today. <laughs> it's like going into a library and pulling out the file for yourself. And that file contains all of the information, all of the information of every, uh, every, every thought, action, major movement, minor movement that your soul has ever experienced or expressed. <laughs> no big deal. I know it's a lot. Just think of it this way. It, this, what I'm about to do is a guided meditation. It's really quick. And all it asks of you is your willingness to really mean it. That's it. That's it. There are different ways of accessing the Akashic records and some use a, use a, a prayer, a voice prayer. I found a way that works for me. Maybe it works for you too. It's quite quick. So let's do it. And so keeping in mind before we begin this particular exercise in working with the Akashic Records, it's to understand our clear intention with what and why we're about to do this. As we understand and commit to intent, we consecrate the activity. Now, this is an important point that I invite you to take away and really envelop into every experience of your life. Declaring intention of the task at hand commands your creative capacity in service of what is about to be performed. Remember this, use it, change your life. <laughs> 
And so the intention of working in this particular manner in the Akashic Records today is in honor of the channel teaching to recall our focus and attention from where it may be mired in past experiences to recall it to the present to the now for the sake of arriving fully in the now to create consciously anew. This is the intent of the activity before us that I'm about to lead you through. And before we begin, I invite you at this time to please pause whatever else you may be multitasking as you've been listening to this episode so far. If you've been driving, please pause the episode now and engage in the activity at a later time. When we work with the Akashic Records, it takes our focus and attention into a slightly meditative state, the alpha brainwave state. And so you want to make sure that you have the safety of a spacious moment and environment to give your full focus and attention to the task at hand. Close your eyes. Arrive here right now fully. I want you to imagine that you're standing in front of a massive door. It is this massive, massive, dark, blue door. It's so big, it extends way high up, way wide. It's dark blue, just stand in front of it. And on that door, written in gold writing, says, the Akashic records of your name. Now just stand before the navy blue door, the dark blue door, and see that gold writing, the Akashic records for your name. You're the doorway of yourself. And say out loud, I stand at the doorway to the Akashic records for I seek to enter the Akashic Records for your name, first and last name. I seek to receive insight, information, and healing inside the Akashic Records for your name in service of the highest good. The records are now open. The door clicks open. Step through the doorway. (laughs) And just stand there. Maybe you feel the energy shift. Maybe you want to shift the way that you're sitting. Maybe you want to sit a little taller. Just experience this energy. Now, in the energy of the records, we're going to look down at your finite self standing there. Imagine your, your body standing there in the energy of the records. You're going to declare to the records, I seek to receive back all of the energy of that which I am. I seek to receive back all of the energy of that which I am 
As you look down at your body, see cords extending out of the rib cage. Doesn't matter. We don't need to follow them. We don't need to see where they land right now, but they're essentially extensions, ectoplasmic extensions from the energetic you to other people and their situations. We don't need to we don't need to follow them today. What we do want to experience is drawing back the light energy to the energetic core of you standing there. So look down and see these cords light up. Breathe in as you draw in the energy back, that which you are. I receive back that which is me. I receive back that which is mine. I receive back that which is me. I receive back that which is mine. I release all that which is not me. I release all that which is not mine. One more breath. I receive back that which is me. I receive back that which is mine. Feel yourself fill, fill, fill with light. Feel yourself fill. And some of those cords, we're not following them. They may just release, shimmer and descend into nothing. But you're lighter and brighter. We're going to walk towards the entrance of the door, take one step outside of it, close it behind us, turn and look at the door, bow your head with so much reverence and love, say thank you, the records are not closed, thank you, the records are not closed, thank you, the records are not closed, I thank you. Okay. How do you feel? Well, just entered and worked with the Akashic Records. Uh, I'm just going to teach you one more, one more offering today. It's a Kundalini meditation, open lotus heart meditation. And it's a way of calling back in, calling back in the energy of that which you are to the physical you, to the physical heart center. So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to set the meditation up for you by describing the particular physicalities, the mantra, the position, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to pause the podcast, carry out the duration of the meditation for the allotted time, and then come back to me and I will close it with you. So that's how it's going to go. I'll set you up. I'll walk you through the positioning. I'll let you engage in it. And then I'll invite you to come back. So as we work with every kundalini practice, we initiate with the, the Adi Mantra to begin with. And so if you're new to the practice of kundalini yoga, I'm just going to explain very briefly the importance of creating a sacred container around the activity, around the practice itself. Now this sacred container is how I understand it to be. It's not really how it's explained, but it it means arriving and opening the practice in a ceremonious manner by way of chanting two sacred chants. The first is the Adi Mantra, which serves to connect us to what's called the golden chain of teachings. And that is essentially logging us online to the ancient wisdom, the transmission of these technologies. So I will lead you through the Adi Mantra, and then we 
Follow that up with the Mangala Charan, the protective chant, which we chant three times circling around us. So that's how we open every Kundalini yoga practice, whether that be a Kriya or a meditation. We open with the two chants, we engage in the practice, and we close with a long Satnam chant at the end. The takeaway offering of this idea is... It was actually channeled to me a couple of years ago when I was channeling, working with other energetic beings, and they said to me explicitly that they wished for me to know that I could create a ceremony out of every single task that I might engage with in a day. So again, that's another idea of recalling, of being very clear about the intention and creating a ceremonious atmosphere in honor and service of the task at hand. That's how we begin a kundalini practice. Let's begin. Hands together, heart center. And you repeat after me three times. Ang namo, gurudev namo, which means I bow to the infinite wisdom within. Ang namo, gurudev namo. Ang namo, gurudev namo. Ang namo. Gurudev Namo. And we're going to repeat three times the protective Mangala charm, imagining a, a circle of white light surrounding you, starting on your right, going to your back, to your left, and in front of you. Ad Gure Nama, Jugat Gure Nama, Sat Gure Nama, Siri Gurudev Nama. Again. Ad Gure Nama, Jugat Gure Nama, Sat Gure Nama, Siri Gurudev Nama. Ad Gure Nama. Jugat Grenema, Sat Grenema, Siddhi Guru Devanema. Inhale. Close your eyes, feel yourself surrounded in that protective white light. Satna. All right, so the meditation today, which is the open lotus heart meditation, you're going to sit with a straight spine, cross seated if comfortable. Hands in prayer, palms together. I want you to open the top three fingers of each hand so that the hands together become like a blossomed lotus flower. So the hands are open wide like a flower, except the pinkies, the base of the palms, all the way up to the thumbs remain closed. So you're going to bring this lotus mudra to one inch in front of the heart. The back of the spine is tall. And sitting like this, you're going to chant, Hummy, hum. Brahmaham. So you're going to chant Hamiham Brahmaham, which means in Sanskrit, we are we, we are spirit. Right? So the technology of mantra works not only in honoring the words, the prayers which have been utilized, activated, consecrated, and prayed upon with great loving vibration by yogis of all the ages. <laughs> But it also, the sound vibration works to deliver our brain chemistry, actually, to, to a, a particular energetic state affecting the hormonal system of the whole body. So, hami ham bram ham. And so hands were like this. The chant is hami ham bram ham. Eyes are focused at the tip of the nose. Yes, I know. Cross-eyed. Um, it activates the pineal gland, the master gland in the brain. So, inhale. Hami hum bram hum. And you can continue that for 11 minutes. The full meditation is 31 minutes. That way, start with 11 minutes. 
And this is to, as you, as you engage in the chanting, really focus your intention and mean it. Focus on recalling all of you. Recall all of you. Recall all of you to the heart center. Feel that movement, that flow of the energy of that which you are moving through the heart chakra. To arrive right here in the moment in the fall. So I invite you at this time to pause the podcast, carrying on with the meditation, chanting for 11 minutes. You can time it. And after 11 minutes, join us back here and I will lead you through the closing. And then when you're ready, when you finish on your own time, hands once again in prayer at the heart center. And we're going to chant one long satnam. My name is truth. My identity is truth. Inhale in deeply and chant Satnam. Bow your head, thanking yourself for this practice. All right, my darlings, those are your teachings, personal stories, and tools <laughs> to take away for the day, for the week, rather. Um, thank you so much for meeting me here. And these tools that I've shared with you, the Akashic Records exercise and the Kundalini meditation, they're my offering to you to be able to use as much as you feel called to. I particularly find working with the Akashic Records to be a really wonderful thing for me to return to. For often a few days, I will engage in one particular exercise, such as the one I've just led you through. If I'm really feeling like I'd like to shift the energy and gear change, I will often commit to a particular exercise, such as what I've just led you through, for about three days with my full commitment. And after about three days, I really truly feel the energetic shift right path me and turn a corner. With regards to working with the Kundalini meditations and future Kriyas that I'll be leading you through on this podcast, Kundalini is the yoga of higher consciousness, the yoga of awareness. It is thousands of years old and has been influenced by varying different forms of practices of yoga, influenced by global migration patterns in the past, the merging of different peoples across the globe coming together and merging with their inspired insights. These technologies are said to have been received by the reishis, the seers, the individuals that would elevate their consciousness to receive these inspired insights and descend back into the human form as offerings of teachings to share with those around them in ways that promote living with elevated consciousness. That being said, they're designed as practices, something that we can engage in repetitive, committed practice. It is said in Kundalini Yoga that by committing to 40 days of a Kundalini practice, either a meditation or a Kriya, 40 days of committed, repetitive practice is said to be the amount of time it takes to change our pattern and habit. 90 days of committed practice are said to create a new pattern and habit. And after a thousand days of this committed practice, it is said to be enveloped into our being in a way that we are forever changed. So if that resonates with you, the invitation is to commit to a 40-day practice if you'd like. 
And if it doesn't, it's just an offering for you to consider and recognize that through committed practice, through committed practice in a repetitive manner is how we're able to truly create the momentum for repatterning our expressions. We can integrate a new way of being in this way through repetition and daily commitment. And so with that being said, I invite you to return to this meditation, the open heart mudra for a daily practice, perhaps for the next week. However you feel called to practice in this way. How do you experience the shift of a few days in a row? How do you experience the build of this new momentum? And lastly, I invite you following, working with these exercises, either the Akashic Records exercise and then engaging in the Kundalini meditation to journal. This is when we have a clear pathway of communication to our higher energetic self. We can pose queries to our intuitive nature and free write journal on whatever it is that we'd like to know or whatever guidance we are seeking. This daily practice is transformative. Please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. Happy to assist you, support you, and love you in every way that I can. Much love. Till next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Kuti Kundalini Podcast. If you like what you hear, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a moment, it would mean the world to me if you took a moment to rate and comment on the material on Apple iTunes. This helps support my sole purpose of sharing these teachings into the world as Apple will promote my material based on this type of platform interaction. Additionally, I invite you to share this episode, share this podcast series on your social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, shout out from the rooftops, tell your friends in whatever way you feel called to do so. Again, it helps me to get these teachings, which are my sole purpose out into the world. And I thank you from my heart. And as always, please don't hesitate to be in touch with me with your questions, queries, your thoughts and feelings. I am here for it. You can find me on my platform, kirtikundalini.com. You can sign up for the email list, which is a great way to keep in touch with me. And it's where I will also share all of the opportunities to work with me individually, if this calls to you in any way. Thank you so much for being here. Lots of love. I'll see you soon.